I don't know who you are, but welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. Sit back, relax, and listen about cameras, gear, settings, stories, and all things photography. Join Darren on Ireland's Best Photography Podcast. Let's go. Very welcome to episode 162 of the Irish Photography Podcast. Yes, your ears aren't deceiving you. I'm back and I'm back with a new podcast. Kind of took a few weeks, if not maybe a month off. The last podcast that I did was with Alan Wallace. And what a podcast that was. And what an amazing book he actually has released as well. And congratulations to Kean Ryan, who won a copy, signed copy of the hardback book from Alan. And I think Kean, you know, it's well-deserving home. I'm really, really you know, proud that you've won it because you are one of the best guys that I've seen in recent years in delving deep into astrophotography. But anyway, back to where I've been and what I've been doing. And what are we going to talk about today? Well, I've got a bit of a surprise for you guys. Somebody who has joined the podcast, You, when you hear his voice, you'll go, oh my God, he's either back or, oh yeah, he's back. One of the two. I'm delighted to welcome <laughs> back to the Irish Photography Podcast, the one the only, the absolute, undisputed king of gas, Mr. Dermot O'Donovan. How's it going? Bye. Hola, hola. Si, senora. How are we keeping? Ah, oh, so that's where you've been, is it? You went down to Spain. Is that where you went to? That's <laughs> how you get the color all that you have all the time, yeah? Exactly. I live in Spain nowadays, man. Still, I have to get away from cab, you know what I mean? <laughs> Kilki is the other name for Spain. So is it Kilki Kilki del Sol. Oh, Kilke del Sol, yeah, that's a spot on, spot on, man. Ah, look, things have been great, fucking uh, tough at the top, you know, with all this gasness inside me, but sure, look, I'm I'm fighting a good fight, Darren, you know, and uh, look, we're getting there. Yeah, do you know what, man, I'm delighted to have you back on the podcast. I mean, you know, contrary to popular belief, we didn't have a falling out. You just basically got very busy doing your main paying job and you couldn't dedicate mm. the time in relation to the podcast. So, you know, for those of you who were always worried or thinking, oh, Darren and Dearbit fell out and not talking anymore. No, we've always been talking. We've actually been uh, doing a number of different things together since the podcast would have stopped recording, let's just say, well, with, with Dearbit. I did continue it, as you know, but um, mm. it's delighted, like I said, to have you on. And now I think, you know, I'm Thanks, really buddy. interested to kind of get under the skin of Dearbit a bit further now because you're kind of a guest. Oh. You're not here to create the agenda, but you are not a guest. We're just going to shoot the shit like you normally would. Yeah, but we're going to yeah, talk yeah. about something I think that was really, really exciting um, for both me and you and Patrick Murta as well, which was your unfinished business that you had uh-huh. on the Isle of Sky. But before we get into all of that, let's tell the listeners, I suppose, really, you know, we've done a number of things actually since the podcast together. I've been on, on the back of a jet ski and you tried to kill me. <laughs> Baron, that was one of the funniest days ever known to man. Like, like when you see the fear in someone's face, that <laughs> makes me smile. That means I know, I know I'm doing my job right. I'm terrifying the living shit out of you, you know, which I do to quite a lot of people on my jet ski, you know, so live life and edge man it's 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 great the way to live life and uh yeah look that was an epic adventure we had some close calls we won't lie um true, but true stuff, i think yeah. we thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed the whole experience of the cliffs of moher and even a bit of dinner on the iron island sure why not people always ask me why'd you go to iron islands for dinner because i can 
Well, do you know what? I was very, very happy that I managed to keep it back down after the journey back because when we, <laughs> when we were going over, it was quick, but going back, it was even quicker. And um, yeah, I mean, look, you know, maybe expanding that a bit further, you know, with your jet ski and your channel, which is Ireland Atlantic Adventures, tell the listeners about that. Yeah, so uh, it's a very nice little kind of YouTube channel, uh, YouTube channel I set up with a good friend of mine called Ken O'Connell. Uh, he is very good with kind of media and stuff like that. Very savvy, uh, but the technical aspect of photography and cameras and all that, he just leaves that up to me because that's kind of like my forte. But the way this guy works in even a director's role and things like that, like things that I would miss and he'd come up to me and like, he'd be like, what about this and what about that? And the fecker is always right. Mm. You know, <laughs> he's an absolute genius with this, these kind of things, you know, but he did... He does, well, he used to own certain nightclubs and uh, pubs and clubs and a bit of real estate. So he's involved in all that stuff the whole time. So you can see where that kind of his side of things shines greatly, you know. And he's a great mentor for me business-wise. It's absolutely fantastic. Even my own business, photography business, has thrived since I've become very good friends with Ken, you know. It's, it kind of helps me along. And uh, so... Like I said, I take care of the kind of camera stuff and the video stuff, photography-wise, of our channel. And the two of us kind of just share the workload, you know, tipping away, and we really, really enjoy it. And he's a full-fledged jet ski mechanic, and he's kind of taught me the ways of being a jet ski mechanic. Now, nowhere near, I 25% or 30% as good as him, but I'm getting there. I'm learning more and more every week. So, like, I'll change an engine out of a jet ski, no problem, and put it back in on my own, no problem. But, Boom. sure, look. Now that like that's two years of hard learning now over COVID when I'd no nothing else to do. So that's why I was doing that. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? One of the things that blew me away was when we were out on the water. I mean, I thought the waves were big. They're small compared to what you were saying, you know, what you'd normally yeah. go down. But even on that, like you put your drone up and something I wouldn't do <laughs> and I would never ever do is to relaunch a drone and catch a drone from the water but for you it's like yeah sure second nature and if anybody hasn't seen any of the footage and the videos that you've created they are you know absolutely incredible and hats off yeah. to the pair of you thank for, you you know doing what you've been doing and it's clear that you both love it and as you say yeah. you know he is phenomenally skilled on the jet ski and I can see that mm. you know you're phenomenally stupid I mean sorry skilled on the jet ski <laughs> We kind of go half and half, a bit skilled, a bit stupid, but sure, look, the stupidness brings the best out in me at times. Yeah, yeah, you know, as the song that came from Jackass used to say, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. <laughs> I have been quite broke up now, I won't lie, after jet ski. And it's funny you say that because there's uh, another one of the guys on the team from Ireland's Atlantic Adventures, Gavin Tier. He, uh, you know, you archive your stories and you kind of repost them after a year or something like that. So there's yeah. a clip of me going over the wave off a half a million yacht. And I take the G-Force carries me one way and the jet ski wanted to go another way. So I came up 360 degrees off the jet ski at about 50 miles per hour and hit the water. And man, that that was pretty sore. And at the time, my adrenaline was pumping, absolutely pumping. So I was laughing and going, ha, 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 brilliant, back up in the jet ski. But by the time I got back to the pier, I was like a 90 year old man. I couldn't even move. Like me. I struggled to get up the pier. <laughs> but yes, exactly like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like me. Yeah, like me. You know? And look, I think it is uh, phenomenal to see you guys have the fun on the water. I probably 
would be in the heart to hearts be jealous that I couldn't get out with you guys. But at the same point, I'd probably mm. be like the old man going 15 knots and you guys are going <laughs> and around the circles around me. So yeah, I don't know if I'd ever actually do it. But anyhow, yeah, look, Dermot, like I say, great to have you back on. Great to kind of catch up with Thanks, you buddy. virtually via the, the podcast. But I know all these stories, obviously, because as I said, we didn't have a big falling out. You know, I mean, no, we've actually probably like gotten that. closer, I suppose, as, as the time has gone on without spending so much time together on the the podcast on a weekly basis when we would have done that yeah and speaking of close i mean we got extremely close which is the reason why we are recording this podcast because we went on a trip an absolutely incredible <laughs> trip and we had wanted to record this podcast when we were over there but we were just oh, too stop. ball bagged by the time it came to the end of each of the days to even yeah. do it right there was one night right when you were like come on we record the podcast and i'd said absolutely not and literally within five minutes <laughs> I was gone. Stop. No, no, stop, stop, stop. This isn't just because you hiked this mountain or you did this trail or you were out photographing all day. Darren has this unbelievable, I won't say talent. It's well, okay, talent. It, it is. It's a skill. It's a skill. The man can literally fall. No, look, let me paint a picture for you before I continue on that, right? <laughs> so Darren, after I give him a nice little bit of a feed, okay, we're sitting down having a chat. You asked me a question. <laughs> and by the time I could get half a true to answer, you were snoring, and like I only answered it for eight seconds. How, who, what human being can ask a question and be snoring eight seconds later? I, I, I don't this understand guy, it. I don't me, know how you do it, man. I, I've trained myself many, many years. You know, any opportunity that I can get to get some sleep, I'll take it. And it's, uh, yeah, that was something that I think was interesting. I don't even know what the question was because obviously it wasn't that important if I wasn't waiting for the answer. Stop, Matt. I, the only thing that went through my head, I was like, this fucking guy. Oh, my God. What the f I'm holding back here now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, look, that was one of the things that we did. And I suppose, look, I want to kind of go into a bit of detail, really, of what we did. And moreover, I suppose, really, in regards to the fun that we had along the way. And I suppose I start off in relation to why did we go to the Isle of Sky? And I'll let you take that one because you were the main sure. driving force behind that. Yeah. So, like, I've always, like, I went to Isle of Sky back in 2017. And lo and behold, I had an amazing experience, really enjoyed the trip, uh, the camaraderie of being there with a group of other photographers, it was simply amazing. But my shots at the time kind of, I felt I left myself down, you know. So there were certain shots that were nice, and especially my shots from the old man of store. But there was one shot that I kind of always wanted. I was talking about it a year before I even went on that trip, and it was of the fairy pools. And I've always said it on to you before I went and after I came back and for years on Irish photography podcast that I'd unfinished business from the Isle of Sky. And we tried to line this trip up about 50 different million times. And I just got sick to death of just trying to plan it and get dates, whatever. So I just literally gave you an ultimatum. I'm going on these dates. If you're coming, great. If you're not, I don't care. I'm going on my own. And lo and behold, I think that bit of pressure kind of put everyone into place and say, all right, let's pull the socks up now and let's just get this done. And it was great because like, now we did have one guy pull out and I was absolutely gutted because Robert Siegenfuss, very good friend of ours, a very good friend mm -hmm. of the podcast, um, was all ready to go and he was mad to see the Harry Potter train and everything. But uh, unfortunately, due to unforeseen circumstances, the dude couldn't come. So it's kind of bummed out by that. But no, 
Paddy Murta was going anyway. So I was glad to see mm-hmm. Paddy because uh, I haven't seen Paddy in a, a long time, you know. So since, since Italy, I think, when we went back yeah. in 2019. No, yeah. that was 20, 2020. 2020, early 2020, February. January 2020, 2020 before Armageddon. <clears throat> That's right. That's right. We just got out of the danger zone. <laughs> yes, correct. Correct. And, and you know what? I suppose uh, on that point, I mean, you know, Patrick Murta, not Paddy Murta, Patrick Murta. It'll always uh, be Paddy Murta to me. Uh, this is true. This is true. He, which was quite unique for him because he's been working for the last number of months on converting a van to a camper van. And mm-hmm. as you say, you know, putting the pressure there and saying, okay, nothing focuses the mind better than a deadline. He went balls deep in getting the oh, van yeah. ready to get it ready to get over far sky for its inaugural trip. Uh, and I think it was an amazing trip for him because he was coming with us to start it off, but he was also going to continue on for, he's only just came back actually yesterday, I think, um, mm. from his trip, you know. So like the three of us off we did and we went over and we didn't go by plane, we went by van. So that was the whole beauty, I think, of it. And it's something that um, I would recommend. I know when I, myself, yourself and Kevin, when we went to Donegal and we rented a camper van that time, that was to me, regardless of the trip, but that was something to me that went, you know what, this is the way to do it because you can fall asleep easily for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, But you can fall asleep at your sunrise shoot. So when you wake up in the morning, you're ready to go. There's no messing, there's no faffing around or whatever Mm. it might be. And plus as well, you've everything that you need with you. You don't have to worry about weight limits on a plane or anything like that. Everything that you need is there within the van. And I think that's where, for me, the attraction was to do it because I said, you know what, we can go, we can go at our own pace. We can decide what we want to do, where we want to go, how long we want to stay. If we want to go back to a place, we can go back to a place. Yeah. We even went back to a place. We didn't even get a chance to go back to a place because it was so action-packed the whole yeah. way through, actually. Yeah. But, we, but we'll get into the details, I suppose, in relation to that. So um, I went to Limerick, and I met up with you in Limerick, and then we took the short drive from Limerick to Larne. <laughs> oh, so uh, I was actually wrecked after that, actually, because I just shot a wedding all day long. Yes, correct. And you and drove, then you up, drove to up to Limerick. Yeah, and then oh. you drove up there. Uh, we met Paddy. We got onto the ferry, and, you know, Anybody that's eaten on a ferry, uh, don't, uh, because it's not worth it. Let's put it that way. But when we, we, we went overnight and we arrived in um, Cairn Ryan mm. at six o'clock in the morning. And that's when our adventure began. That's, by the way, when my sleeping started as well, because I managed to get some sleep after we landed on, uh, on, on Scottish soil. And uh, I woke up at our first destination. Our yeah. first destination, I was like train travel. Because I just woke up and went, where are we? Oh, we're here. So, you know, the fastest place, fastest way to get from A to B is sleep. And it definitely yeah. is then when you can sleep in the van. So tell us about, um, you know, our first destination, Kilchurn Castle. Yeah, yeah but before we get to Kilchurn Castle, on that ferry, right? Like Darren is lying if he tells you he got no sleep on the ferry because I could, I could hear him snoring that wasn't for at least five minutes. That no, wasn't me. I, I did not off, right? I was maybe asleep for 10 minutes and all of a sudden I heard this noise <gasps> and I woke up and Paddy just looked at me and I went, what the fuck is that? And he's like, it's that woman over there snoring. She's not snoring. She's growling. Someone harpooned a B-I-T-C-H. <laughs> I lost it. You know, when you get so cranky, I have yeah. a lack of sleep, man. And I just, I just wasn't in the mood for it. And I sulked. The rest of the way, and I was just glad to get into the van and drive to Kilcharing Castle. Sorry yeah. about that. That kind of 
deviation there, but uh, yeah, I just had to get it out of the system. <laughs> but it's clear you've been out of practice of being on the airways because that's the fourth F that you've thrown on the podcast since you started. You know what I mean? So you have to keep that's it right. politically clean, like, you know, PC. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. I'll I'll beat myself so before I even say it. <laughs> Fuck's sake, man. Cop on with you. <laughs> <laughs> so go on. We got, we got to the first first location. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't too great to be honest. It was quite, but it was a good way to kind of get ourselves up for the trip. Um like when we got there, you were fast asleep, so I didn't want to wake you. So I said we'd let you asleep for a bit. Um so myself and Patty went for a walk and we didn't even bring the cameras. We did a, a kind of a recce trip. So we went for a walk the whole way up to the castle and had a look around and kind of look for the best vantage point to come back and shoot in the wild once we woke you up. And we couldn't find anything decent. But then doing a bit of homework online was we're walking back. We saw that people were shooting from the, the west side back east. Mm-hmm. And that was the shot to be had. And it kind of looked really, really nice. But again, you needed still water early morning. No people... Correct. But not only that, but there was kind of like this caging around the whole castle on the lower level only. So it wasn't too bad. It could have been a hell of a lot worse. Uh, so we couldn't shoot up close. You had to come back and shoot kind of telephoto lens to kind of make the most of the shot. And I did. And I cloned the crap out of the gates as well. So you couldn't even see them. So in Lightroom. So ah, it's get the, it's getting better in Lightroom, but still not like Photoshop. Mm-hmm. but then we went and came back and we woke you up and you're like oh we're here oh my god <laughs> Darren, we've been here for the, we've been here for the last hour and you're like oh yeah yeah great great and then lo and behold be the bowl of soup and sweet corn and no spoons to eat them with <laughs> well i had a bowl of i had a bowl of soup you had a bowl of so sweet corn you kept all the sweet corn inside one of the bowls until patrick had called you on it like you give many of that sweet corn it's in that oh, soup there <laughs> but you know what? For me, I think the interesting thing was, yes, it was, as you say, it was the perfect way to start the trip. Uh, and as you said, look, we went out with long lenses. But what I noticed straight away was that we were going to be in for a treat for the couple of days that we were mm. there. Looking at the forecast, it was rain, cloud, bit of sun, rain, cloud, bit of sun. And that was just absolutely perfect for me. And immediately when we looked at that viaduct bridge that was going across there, mm, the, yeah. the light in the mountains, the atmosphere that was there, I got some cracking shots in relation to that. And it was something that I went, yeah, man, this is going to be insane. And we weren't disappointed. And I think we're going to get into some of the different, um, you know, experiences that we'd have had in the different locations. So for the first location, as you said, not the ideal uh, composition, not the ideal time mm. of day, and not the ideal conditions. But yet, I still think we got some nice shots from that. Now, yeah. a- a- after leaving there, we went for a drive and we went to what became our home away from home, effectively, which was in Glencoe, in the mountain mm. resort in Glencoe. Yeah. And I-, I remember even just driving in there at the time, and it's even captured on my uh, my video that I'd released of it. The atmosphere it was beautiful. The clouds were just rolling over Bukaleti more. And all of a sudden, we pulled up to this place and I said, hang on. That place looks familiar. What's that? Oh yeah, that's that's the. Oh, sorry, but that's what you called Black Cottage, but it was actually Black Rock Cottage, by the way. But, yeah. Stop getting all uh, fancy you know, and technical on me. But you know when they say, like you know, you kind of get an expectation of what a place is. I had never yeah. thought that that's where that could be. Um, yeah. You know, so it went off up. We chilled out there for a bit, and we said we'd go down and shoot it. And I think even on that. It was nice. We got some incredible rolling clouds coming over the back of the mountains. It was raining. Mm. It was sunny. It was raining. It was sunny. But there was one notable thing that happened to some poor unfortunate. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. 
Yeah, so some he's definitely German. You could hear him with his German accent going, I Schmidt on Schaum. Jeez, that was shocking, but sorry. Edit that out, please. Oh, uh, <laughs> Japanese names, go on, yeah. Do you remember Sinchi the Japanese names? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I I I can still remember John Moyler. Uh, it's only when you can hear someone crying and laughing at the same time. Yes. Oh, it's just replaying over my head. Uh, yes. But anyway, so he came in hot with this lovely camper. John would use Fiat Tocatos. He had a mm-hmm. big unit, like, and it's like maybe a five or six Burke. But it's kind of a bit of a bumpy road. And with the yeah. newer model vans, right, if you take a knock to uh, a good hard knock to the wheel, the front bumper, or even the engine uh, or the Sorry. oil sump at the, at the bottom, a safety feature for these vans is to cut off the engine and you cannot start it back up. It's just in case the event of a fire and whatnot and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's stupid if you ask me. I'm sure there's a logical explanation for it, but the dude could not start his van up and stuck in the middle of this tiny little road. And mm-hmm. I just felt really bad for him. And to make matters worse, the dude had no idea, no idea what was happening. And mm-hmm. I knew, and I was there going, I'm going to go down and tell him, but Darren and Paddy were like, nah, feck him. He's grand. Leave him off. That's not true, no. Go way, way out of that. Not, that's not true. We didn't say feck off. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he's grand. He'll figure it out. Maybe something like that. I don't know. But you know, oh, the interesting so. was is that he was stuck there for a while. But I mean, look, there was people coming oh, yeah. out to help him, you know, and there was a traffic jam on a small, tiny road as well up to that big car park that was there by the Glencoe Mountain yeah, Resort. And, yeah. you know, I mean, look, he eventually got it going. You know, because it was yeah. gone later, so it wasn't the case that he was stuck there forever and ever. But um, I think for me that was a kind of a good intro because we got some incredible uh, conditions, like I said. But we went on a bit of a goose chase then after that, Dermot. Tell us a bit about that one there, because I think that to me was a bit funny when we said we're we going to go oh. shoot for our first evening. Don't forget, it rained for the afternoon. Yeah, and we were thinking, yeah. okay, there's going to be nothing, and all of a sudden I hear, "Dads, dads, look out." This actually could work. This could work. Come on, we gotta go. We no, gotta go. I said, you "Look at said, this." Oh, sorry, I said you said it. Oh, because no. I said, in I had this feeling in my bones, and like you know, when someone says it, they're like, "Oh, such a cliche, whatever." But I actually, genuinely, I was like, "Man, I feel like something's gonna happen. <laughs> I feel like something's something's really gonna be good." And then, literally twenty minutes later, I kind of looked at one. Hi, let's go. Look at that. <laughs> Yeah, we, and we literally just fucking. Oh, sorry. Beep. Fine. Uh, we literally just ran, you know. So we jumped up in. We jumped into Paddy's van, and we flew up the road because I had two cans drank, so I, I couldn't drive. And um, we got up there, and I'd forgotten. Like it's been five years since I've been there, so I couldn't remember exactly the, the original vantage point where most people go and have destroyed it. Uh, which was probably the best thing that could have happened to us because Absolutely. I think our composition that we ended up getting is better than your uh, honeypot shot, you know? So, and yeah. it adds a bit of originality to it, you know, so. I, I fully agree with you, you know, and I mean, even at that, when we, <laughs> Patrick drove up and he was parked in the van, <laughs> he, he, he says to me, you go ahead there, it's okay. So sure, I, I'm here for a few weeks, I can come back to this if need be. And I went, okay, gone, Do tell me twice. And I went looking for Dermot and he was gone. So we went down across this field and I was just following him blindly. And all of a sudden I looked and I see you were further on down. And I was like, okay, I can see down where it is. I said, you know what? I'm going to park myself here. 
Jared comes back up and says, Darren, uh, any sign of Patrick or Paddy? We haven't seen Paddy in a while. I went, uh, no, I have no idea where he is. See this waterfall here in front? It's unreal. <laughs> <laughs> we quickly forgot. We got worried, but we quickly forgot about him. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I think you're right, though, because uh, it did give us something with uniqueness. You know, like everybody, and we'll get to that in a moment because we did end up going and finding the location shortly after that. Um, mm. But I think it was nice to have an introduction to Glencoe with Bukaletti of Mora with some crazy uh clouds you know not so great light and i kind of in a part of me when mm. i was recording the video i kind of said i think this could be good but i'm not going to say that it could be good and in the background dear we're going it's going to be good it's going to be good <laughs> <laughs> it's funny actually because uh we were watching your video uh from there because uh uh made him well, well a new mate of mine you know because i'm back playing basketball as well here in ireland yeah at national league level and sure we bring in three professional players from two in europe and one in uh american player we brought over one scottish one english and one american this year and the scottish guy has shown him some of my videos i did one video from my place and then i've shown him your videos and uh, you could hear me in the background. It's gonna be good. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, "That's definitely you, hundred <laughs> percent." And you know what? It was still good. It wasn't uh, that bad. But I think you know we didn't get some major epic light that we thought it was going to kick off into. But nonetheless, it was still good. Yeah. And that was that was a kind of a good end, I think, to the to the first day. You got some absolutely incredible drone footage. Yeah, it was nice. All right, one well, this is. Uh, yeah. It's it's just a total different jump from having the Mavic Two Pro, which is still a phenomenal drone. Like I I would never turn my nose up at it, but the amount of advancements that the camera has made from the Mavic to the Mavic Three is they're they're, they're just not in the same league. It's just plain and simple. You cannot com- it's like comparing apples and oranges, you know. So it's just phenomenal drone to use. It flies a lot better, and the quality. It just speaks for itself, you know. Like, sure, you've seen some of the footage on the computer of Dole Manor Store, and it's just like, what? Like, yeah, this is and you insane. Know, we'll, we'll get to that because there's even better drone footage before that as well. And I want to challenge you on mm. something in a moment, too, as to why Ooh. nobody has seen that yet. But anyhow, um, you know, so that was, like <laughs> I said, a great end to the kind of to the first day. And like, we woke up, sorry, before we went, before we ended the day, we said, hang on, we're driving past. And, back down and Deere and went, I think it's down this road. I think it's down this road. Hang on a second and go down this road. Drop me off in the van here and I'm going to go look. And you went yeah. off and in the, in the dark and you remembered where it was. So we found yeah. where the, yeah. the honeypot location was uh, mm. and we decided to come back there for the uh, following morning for sunrise. But the one thing again, like I say, the advantage of having the camper van is when we, well, the disadvantage too is we remember that night there was an incredible wind and rain that had come through and the whole van was being shook in relation to it but that has its advantages because it gave us some great flow in the Etive river which is obviously what yeah. we were photographing but something that sticks in my mind is waking up and opening the van doors and looking and seeing these incredible rainbow that was in front of us inside in the valley and like we were all really excited in relation to it but yourself and patty were able to do something we think which was even better is to jump up on top of the vans yeah. And, you know, have a photograph of the two of you standing on top of your vans in this idyllic location uh, with an incredible rainbow and light show going on behind it. What a start to day two, man. That was just, you, you couldn't write this. It was stuff, epic. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was fabulous, man. Like, just yeah. getting to experience. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Ireland. It's absolutely amazing. But when you can get to the Isle of Sky or somewhere like that or 
anywhere like Lake District. Somewhere different. It's just, it's a, it's amazing. And just get, waking up to that and having a bit of breakfast and then having this amazing rainbow and these passing kind of showers coming through, it's, just, it's jaw-droppingly beautiful. Something to Stunning. be said for it, man. Stunning. And, you know, I mean, after that, as I alluded to a moment ago, we decided we'd go and get that honeypot uh, shot. And to me, I was like, okay, all right. I mean, you could tell exactly where to place your tripod because there was no grass mm. there you know everybody has done that before um i had a mouthful of midges for breakfast uh oh, which was Jesus, really yeah. really nice to uh, have i wouldn't recommend it but you know um and then i actually haven't even seen them yet how did it turn out you took some uh, product shots as well there while you were at there while you were at that location too yeah yeah so they they went up on the i know some people have seen some of my youtube channels lately so i kind of got contract from a water bottle company um and i just kind of said i'd bring some ishka bottles over with me to scotland to kind of get shots at brooklift more so yeah that worked that, like i couldn't be asked really talking about that because that's work side and i don't pe- think people want to hear about work but no but it was still nice to be able to have it because i think it was in a very yeah. very good location you know and i think like yeah. from that to me i was like okay do you know what i've done that that's fine i wasn't overly excited by that mm. bucket shot but where yeah. my excitement started to build was on the drive to Sky. Mm. And I was in a very fortunate position. And anybody has seen any of the videos that I've released so far, you know, I mentioned it during the video as well. And it sounds like cliches that, you know, we all focus on the destination, but the journey can be equally, if not more important. And for me, having you in the driver's seat and me being like the sniper in the passenger seat with the light shows that we had on that drive, it was just magical. And by the time we got onto Sky, we were all on a high because we were like, Look what we've already been had. Look what we've experienced on the way to here. But when we arrived in Sky, and it's, I, I'll butcher the name, I'll do a Japanese pronunciation. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Give it to me. Give it to me. Strickalan Bridge. Shligakin. There you go. Shligakin Bridge. Yeah. yeah um, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably butchering it as well. Sorry. No. <laughs> hey, you're probably are all right, like you know. Um, but I can tell you, and I can safely say from my own point of view, that was like something that you couldn't write because we were driving on the road. All of a sudden, I look and I went, hey, that's that bridge. And I was like, yeah, do, you, do you want to take a photograph? Yeah, of course I want to take a photograph. And we pulled in and it was just like everything had happened at once. The light show that we had, the, the yeah. light dancing across this incredible mountains that were there. It was packed full of people, but still, it was still nice to be able to have a first introduction to that. And I think we were on a high just after arriving into Sky. And, you know, taking uh, that shot from there. But we weren't happy because we were going and we were going come hell or high water to one location. And for the mm-hmm. main reason that you have been talking about for the last I don't know how long, even on the podcast, we were going to get to get your bucket shot. And what I'm going to do, Dermot, is I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be right back. And you can tell everybody in relation to the feelings that you had when you finally managed to get that shot. <laughs> right back good. after this. If you're enjoying this episode of the Irish Photography Podcast, why not jump back and listen to the back catalogue we have of episodes, where you'll get some great insights from fantastic guests, gear reviews, lots of hints and tips, and above all else, keeping you company while you drive or relax. Thanks very much for listening. Please consider subscribing, leaving a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. And you're very welcome back to the Irish Photography Podcast. So like I would have said, Dermot, before we went for break, this is something that you have wanted to get for five years. And mm. we were hell or high water. We were heading to one location. And I let you take it away 
from here. Yeah, so look, let's not beat around the bush. We headed to the fairy pools and I wasn't taking no for an answer for this trip. Like if we'd go back five times, we were going back five times. Like you had no say in it. Paddy had no say in it. This mm-hmm. is the reason I came. Selfish? Maybe. Do I care? Nope. <laughs> you know, but do you know what? I think we all kind of really enjoyed it. Um, but I kind of felt sorry for you and Paddy a small bit because uh, I kind of had, was looking at the sky as we're kind of hiking along and I kind of had a feeling, look, this isn't going to last much longer. So I kind of, you know what I mean? When I hike, I can hike like, you know, so right. I kind of started yeah. making a beeline for it and I kind of just left you and I kind of felt bad to a certain degree, but I was like, no, I don't care. And just going and going and going because I'll sulk if I miss something here. And I did, I got up to the fairy pools and it's funny actually, cause we pass, when we're passing some of the kind of more kind of touristy spots up along, like there was this girl dressed as an elf or as a fairy, yes, fairy kind of yeah. getting photographed and uh, it's like, this is so cool. I'd love to take a picture of her, but I don't have time. Zoom, just kept on running straight past her. Uh, but anyway, I got up to the spot and uh, got the tripod out fast, got my uh, circular polarizer, got my ND filter tree stop and whatever I needed set up as fast as I could and got ready for uh, the shot. Look, so the water flow was just right. It wasn't too soft. It wasn't overpowering. The flow was just perfect. It was just right. The sky above the mountain was really kind of tundry storm ominous, should I say? (laughs) You know, it was really (laughs) sinister looking. And they're going, this is all coming together, but it's missing one thing and as every photographer know our canvas is our paint is light you know and if you don't have light in your picture it's not that it's a bad picture it's just not as dynamic mm-hmm. as it could be and i was looking behind and i was there going there's a gap there if it if the sun just gets to that gap i am i'm i'm elected like i am golden yep and i was watching it and i was watching it and literally about 30 seconds after thinking it Boom! It happened. It just lit up certain spots of the mountain. And I'm not lying to you. It was orgasmic. I took five or six pictures fast. I was screaming. I'm sure you probably heard me from about a mile away. And I Mm -hmm. just, my feelings were just amplified by a hundred. And it was just like getting a monkey off your back. You know, I've worked so hard to get to this point, not just in getting to the sky, but my journey in photography as it is, you know, to improve myself as a photographer in the last five years uh, to from my photographs back then to now, they're, they've increased exponentially. What's that word? Exponentially. Exponentially. Thank you, Darren. Okay. You know, um, but it's just, it's like I said, monkey off my back, man. I couldn't be happier. Well, do you know what? I couldn't be happy for you either, but let me tell you my side of the story because you alluded to it there for a moment, right? So we are, we arrived in the, Isle, in the Isle of Sky and we were going straight to the ferry pools, come hell or high water. And that's all, like I said, Jeremy was interested in. We parked the vans and we looked and I went, where is it? And he said, you see those people all the way up there? As you can see? And I said, yeah, he goes, it's up by them. I went, all right, okay, that's not too bad. So we've got plenty of time, it's okay. So... Dermid is underestimating or not even exaggerating how fast he can hike when he wants to hike. So I kept up with Dermid. And Patrick also is a fast hiker too. But for me, I'm not 
you know, I, I don't go at pace, I suppose. I go at my own my own pace. Mm. And Patrick decided to stop and take a photograph of a waterfall. And it was a beautiful waterfall, don't get me wrong, it was great. But Dermot's like, no, listen, look, I'm not going to stay, I'm going to be gone. And I went, all right, okay, off you go. So I stood with Patrick for a couple of minutes and then I quickly realized where Patrick was standing was the only spot that you could get uh, a photograph of this waterfall yeah. from a composition point of view. So I said, okay, I'll head on up. So as I'm heading on any up anyway, I can see Dermot was gone, gone, like, you know, underly underly under like gone right <laughs> and i looked and i went okay i can see where he is now i better keep up because i had no idea where i was going right i said okay yeah. it has to be on a pathway all right fair enough so i'm looking up here and i can see you in the distance I'm like okay there he is there that's fine i'll reach that spot and i reached that spot and i reached that brow of the hill and i look and there's no sign here and i'm like okay it's further and i look on it and you are <laughs> further again and i'm going okay so small little goals is what i was giving myself right yeah and eventually yeah. you know the crowd started thinning out and i'm like Jesus, where is he bringing me? Like, you know, I can still see you in the distance and I'm looking in the distance and I go on the next bro. And it's still different kind of increments, as you know, when you're going up in relation to it. And then all of a sudden I looked and there was no sign of Dermot. I was like, okay, maybe he's after gone down. I don't know. Maybe I'll see it when I get up there. I passed the the girl that was dressed as a, a fairy and I think it would have been a cool shot. But for the same point, I was like, okay, I got to keep up with him. I don't know where he is. Is he going to go off into a valley? I have no idea. So I yeah. continue up, I continue up. And it's interesting because... I arrived just at the point where you had just gotten your shot and I set up my camera and again, it's in my video and Jeremy's going, I got my bucket shot. I got my bucket shot. And it's on the R5 just to be sure. And like <laughs> the, the look on your face was just pure excitement. And I'm delighted for you to be able to get that yeah. shot. Um, now saying that, I mean, you were, you had your camera position was perfect. It was bank smack in the middle of the stream. I said, okay, I'm going to get out there with you. There was no space. It's one small rock, and I'm like, okay, yeah. come on, you have your shot. Get out of the way. Go, oh, I, I, I shared it very willingly. Now, to be fair, you did, yeah, on the left hand yeah. side, not the exact optimum position <laughs> that I wanted to get, but anyway, it was fine. But when I was stood there, I was wearing my boots and I was wearing my waterproof boots, and I'm like, okay, yeah, they're waterproof, they're grand. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I feel a bit of water coming in here because where I was stood, the water was coming over my ankle, mm, right? So the water was yeah. going into my boots. I was like, okay, it's worked it, it's worked it, it's worked it. Eventually, anyway, when you managed to get your shot, I position my camera and i got a nice shot as well from there i think you know the light yeah. was nice for me as well but you got the the best of the light and we were happy and you were happy as a pig and shit but patrick then arrived afterwards and he oh my god decided yeah. he wanted to get a shot as well but he also went one step further and for me the one step further was something that <laughs> no way would i do it no way would i do it but quite willingly for patrick he did it and yeah. what was that is he decided to go for a dip and he went yeah, into this water which was ice cold i mean okay not ice cold it's the summertime but it was damn cold but oh, not yeah. only did he go into the water but he actually went under the water flow mm. and i can remember even saying kind of go, geez i don't know if i should have done that or not i feel a small bit lightheaded after it what did he do he went back in again a second time <laughs> i actually contemplated doing it as well but and then my kind of senses came to me no don't be stupid <laughs> yeah well he, he was freezing after it sure i had to you stayed yeah. up there afterwards you were flying the drone and again you know i can't wait for you to release this footage which is what i want to challenge you on when are you going to release some of this footage because the drone footage that yeah. you got up there you found a whole new waterfall as well yeah so there's, a actually... reason, there's a reason to return so come on tell us when are you yeah. going to see this footage uh look i would love to get it out yesterday if i could it's just i've been so busy at work like darren i'm not joking if they invented an eight day in the week I'd still be busy, do you know? I was um, going to thought you were going to say if they invent another dot. I was like, no, no, it's okay. One is enough. <laughs> One is enough. You do not need two. A double dot. No, even, even I know that. No. 
Two wrongs yeah. don't make a right. No, two wrongs don't make a right. But you know what? Look, I can't wait to see that footage, Jeremy. So I know you're busy, man. But mm-hmm. whenever you get it, trust me, guys, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen that, or if you're listening to it and it has been there, go watch it because I know you're going to be blown yeah. away in relation to the drone footage that you got from up there. And also the fact that you've, you know, you recorded your vlog in relation to it and the excitement as well that you yeah. managed to get um, that shot. Um, that was uh, the end of day two, actually. Um, yeah. So. We were on Sky and we said, okay, where are we going to go to next? And again, the beauty of having the camper van is that you can drive to your morning location. So we decided to go to a place that when I looked at the photographs of it beforehand, I went, okay, yeah, that would be nice. That would be interesting to go to, which was Neast Point. And I remember oh, if yeah. we're, we're driving along and like, you know, you'd been there before. I had no idea what to expect. It's pitch dark. I was like, where are we going to park? I don't know. We'll keep driving until we can find a place that we can park. Okay, look, maybe we can park here. Maybe we can park there. But we ended up parking at probably the best position that you could park for a number of reasons. Number one, it was close to where we wanted Mm. to shoot at Nice Point. But number two, the wind that night was something I've never experienced before. I mean, we, you and I had bad. We have. We have. We've experienced it once. When we were up in Manon. Um, (laughs) That was bad. But we were protected by that building and the wall where yes. we parked. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It was the best position that we could have we could have parked in. Mm-hmm. But following morning, again, no sunrise because it was pissing rain and howling wind all night. We managed to get up at around maybe 8 o'clock or half 8 or something like that. And the wind, man, at Nice Point. I have never experienced wind like that before. It broke. My, my microphone couldn't even record. The wind was so strong in relation to it. Like, it was just <laughs> insane. I've never experienced such a continuous strength of wind that I experienced there. But you being you, say, ah, what's that? It's only a bit of wind, sure, it's okay. I've got the Mavic 3 Pro, like, it's okay. <laughs> Go on, tell yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. But before we get to that, Darren, you break a lot of stuff, right? Uh, I didn't break anything on this one, did I? You said you just broke your microphone. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah, but you know, it didn't break. I had a spare. <laughs> I, I had a spare like. When we were in Italy, you broke your drone. Correct. When you're up and down Patrick's head, broke your filter into the sea. Lost my filters, yeah. You're not very good at this uh, taking care of your stuff kind of thing, yeah? Well, do you know what? Things are, tools are there to be used. They're not there to be (laughs) mollycoddled, you know? So, I mean, like, I had that microphone out in the the rain a lot. Yeah, yeah. So it was going to, you know, take a bit of punishment, let's just say. But, like, talk about not breaking stuff. Let's get to the main event here, right? Yeah. So, so, like you, I, I don't, like, I baby some of my stuff, but, like, I'm always willing to go that, look, go get the shot. If something bad happens, look, feck it, look, what's the worst going to happen? Happen, like, you know, mm-hmm. so I did. I just threw up the Mavic 3, and straight away, it was, like, high-velocity wind warnings all over this badass thing, like, you know, and as I run here, I don't know if we're going to do this, but feck it, why not? Into sports mode. If I can get it out there, I'm definitely getting it back. Because, because the, the wind, wind was, was coming, you know. So I was there yeah. going, right, keep it low and fly it out towards uh, Nice Point out by the lighthouse. And once I kind of got it out over the original kind of ridge line of where we're at, it wasn't too bad because I think the wind was acting as an exhaust in around that area. So it was kind of getting amplified. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'm totally wrong, but, you know, that's just my theory of the, the situation. Because once I kind of got out, it started to fly a hell of a lot better. Um, now, I did keep it in sports mode for a good bit just so I could have full kind of control of it. So, like, if I had a normal or cine mode, you know, it just wouldn't have the strength to fly against the wind. 
and some of the drone footage from there because the topography of the landscape there is just it's jaw dropping. What's what's that word? Topography, huh? Jeez. <laughs> Oh, you're able to use it now, like ominous and topography, the words I've taught you. Is it Kwan, Hi, yeah? come here. I swallowed a dictionary before I come on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree with you, yeah. The topography there was yeah. incredible. That whole coastal area was that, insane. That, that unique kind of cam- camelback, you know, yeah. as you, before you get to the main lighthouse, it's just, it's unique. It's something that you don't see every day. We have nothing like that here in Ireland, you know, like, okay, we have the Cliffs of Moore, we should leave league. You know, pretty epic kind of places, but to have that uniqueness of a landscape with adding in a bit of a Mavic tree drone, oh man, it's just it's insane, absolutely mm. insane. It's like you just have to wait and see the drone footage from it. It's just it's epic. Well, the interesting thing for me on that was that you were telling a story before uh, we went before you flew the drone about when you were watching. Was it Discovery Channel or something like that? Uh, and you saw Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. So myself and uh, my wife, Trish, we were sitting down, we were watching TV, and she she uh, she smokes cigarettes. And it's one thing that drives me mad, right? We'll turn on TV, and literally after two minutes watching, I'm going out for a fag. And he'd be like, could you not have went out for a fag five minutes before we sat down to watch it? Mm-hmm. You know, so I didn't have to put the freaking thing on pause and I have to sit there and have to wait for it. but this this you know you have these screensavers on Apple TV you know when you're watching it yeah and you might have uh, some planet earth and then you might have uh, New York City traffic or whatever and all of a sudden I was watching this one and it's like drone footage going out sideways and I was there going oh that kind of looks cool looks familiar I feel like I've been here before where where is this and I was like that looks a lot like Nice Point. Oh my God, that's Nice Point. <laughs> and yeah. it was just unbelievable. And that shot, I said, I'm going getting the Apple TV shot. And I think I tried it. I don't know if it came off or not. I'd have to recheck it again. I don't want to say, oh, I definitely got it. And then look like a fool. But um, it looked fairly feckin' epic. And I was there going, but when they did it, no, they're not shooting on a Mavic 3 on Apple TV. They're shooting it with proper kind of, camera rigs are attached yeah. to drones like yeah. so yeah with yeah. ronins and all of them like so yeah no doubt no doubt but you know what yeah. again you know more drone footage that you need to release and i think that's something yeah. that people are going to be able to be amazed by because it's going to be not only incredible quality but even with the light that we had there with it mm. again you know we had some after a storm you know the best light will come but i think even from that we had light moving across that cliffside and lighting yeah. it up and you got it as well with the drone as you were panning back in relation to that so that again that's going to be incredible drone footage i'm happy with a couple of things i suppose in relation to to, to, to that uh shoot one i was unhappy with number one is that i found it very difficult to be able to break the horizon even with mm, that yeah. camel back but that's because we you know, it was too windy for us to even try and dare going down to the lower area you know we, we, i know there's a way that you can do it and somebody's actually mentioned to me on vero that there's a way that you can go down if you take the pathway out to the lighthouse and then double back on yourself and you can go to the lower area that's there but okay what i did like was um when i was looking in the distance because again the conditions the wind there was a waterfall two waterfalls actually which shouldn't have been called waterfalls they should have been called water ups because the upside wind, down waterfall yeah because the wind was so relentless it was pushing the waterfall back up and i spot and i said okay patrick walk over there for me for a second and he walked over there and he stood there and i think i got some beautiful shots of him stood there with his camera with that distance and the compression of the scene but also with the light yeah. that was on the cliffside and then 
the waterfall going back up as well. So it wasn't as much of a dead duck. I uh, would you know, break in my camera. Uh, well, I'm sorry, my camera, my microphone. I managed to get a couple <laughs> of shots uh, out of that. Um, yeah. And as we as we left there, you know, and again, I I I mentioned that when we were on on the journey uh, from there to the next location, the light that we had, you know, it was beautiful weather, lovely clear skies, but it was forecast to be bad weather in the afternoon. And when we arrived at the afternoon uh, location, which was around about around twelve o'clock, I think, when we arrived to Kerrang. <laughs> Uh, I, I saw from your bravery putting your drone up. I went, ah, oh, sure, go on. I'll throw mine up here as well. I put it, <laughs> I, so David's sitting inside in the van with Patrick, and he hears me starting to drone up, and I said, well, I was like, okay, and he says to Patrick, he's going nowhere with that drone. <laughs> and I, I put the drone, and literally, I'm not joking, and you, know, uh, you were there, you witnessed it, but I probably put it 20 meters up into the air, and the motors were at full pace to try and hold itself in position and i just went uh, uh this ain't happening and i had to bring no. the drone straight back down again but what a stunning spot yeah. the kerrang is i mean you know when we went off oh, for, for for the walk and the small walk at that for me um yourself and patrick decided that she wanted to go on the adventure i didn't do it mm. um for two reasons number one my back was a bit sore and i said this in my video but number two i said i wanted to save myself for the following yeah. day but number three which was the bigger one for me was this weather forecast was going to be right and there was going to be rain coming in so i said to dermot and patrick if you're going over there bring your wing gear rain gear all right yeah no problem so they walked all the way back up to the van got the rain gear carried it back down had the rain gear in the hand put it into the bag and off you went and set off on your journey not long after yeah. that dermot what happened so like again like i i hike fast you know i, I like to work out and kind of not beat around the bush let's get to a location boom and no offense to you we wouldn't not having you there it was much easier to fucking oh, sorry, beep to Number move seven. faster with paddy you know so myself and him anyway started belting on strong passing out literally every person no problem and next minute like don't you smell rain <laughs> i was there mm -hmm. i was like paddy i think it's going to rain <laughs> ah no 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 I, th I think we'll be all right he says and then I was like, no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we actually got up about halfway and all of a sudden the first few drops started happening. And I was there going, ah, there's no need to put on the pants yet. It might hold off a bit. And before we knew it, it was kind of fairly heavy and we were soaked. You know, it kind of just came that fast. And I was there, mm -hmm. it's no point even putting on the wet gear now at this stage. And the wind just got stronger and stronger and stronger. And it was absolutely just crazy bad windy but we did get a shot up there before and i don't know what the name of the place is or the, the vantage point uh no the needle was back up to the left up a bit of higher vantage point to, again but we went off to the right uh i was calling it to eagle's nest why i don't know because i wanted to call it that okay. um so we kind of climbed up along this kind of ridge line up around the back I said to Paddy, I says, uh, come here. I says, I'm going to need you for a photograph. I says, I'm going to need you to climb up on this, on this thing and stand still, you know? And he's on the way up there. He's like, oh, yeah, that's no problem. And then we were climbing up along this thing. I was there going, okay, Paddy, we're going to come veer up around the back here. And then you're, you're going to have to walk out on your own. And I'll wait here with the cameras. And then if you want to set up your camera, I'll take the photograph for you. And he's there going, are you serious? I was there mm. going, Yeah. <laughs> And uh, he was, I, sorry, Siri is coming up my computer. Go away, Siri. 
Um, and it's like, uh, are you serious? I was like, yeah, this is why not? It'd be grand. Not in this wind, man. No way. I was like, relax. You'll be sheltered. And like, we still hadn't got up there. Yeah. Literally just as we kind of hit the peak of it, we came over to the top. Man, it, vroom, the wind, the sound of it, everything was absolutely insane. And even me being stupid, as you call it, inverted commas, <laughs> I even said, nah, dude, I'm not putting you up there. No way. I'm not even going up myself. I says, that, that's, it's just crazy. And Paddy has his camera phone out and he's kind of taking video footage and he points at me and you can see me going, ah, just scream at the wind, whatever. And he pans away. Uh, I Sorry, I had a hat on in the first part of it and he pans away up to the left and he pans back and my hat is just gone. <laughs> literally caught my woolly hat which was tight as well it wasn't just one of these loose ones Vroom, yeah. gone some sheep called Sean now is wearing that now over in the oil of sky and his oh, head he's, is lovely and warm he's sorted no he's developed the ball with the hat on yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. and, and you know, wow. for me the best thing about that was that I was back almost back at base and I felt this rain coming and I was yeah. doing a time lapse actually the second time lapse I was doing because some Goal bag decided to walk in front of me <laughs> the first one. Um, but I was doing a second one and this rain came through and I went, you know what? I'm just going to keep going. It's going to keep going yeah. because it's going to be epic. So I got that entire rain that you guys got stuck in in the middle of my time lapse. And I was happy. I said, okay, done. There was no sign of the rain stopping. So I turned around and went back to the van. I said I'd continue to do the edit of my video from uh, That's right. day, day one. And I got back and I was absolutely soaked. My boots were still wet since the day before, but now all my clothes mm. and everything were soaked. So I got back to the van, got changed anyway. I was setting up, whatever. And next thing I looked out and I could see the two of you walking back up towards the van and they were like <laughs> totally like flucked to the cracking, which is wet to your skin. I mean, like it was insane the amount of rain that was after pissing down on top of you. Yeah. And yeah. they were like two drowned rats. It was, it was funny as hell for me. I was perfectly dry. But like, even yeah. at that, you know, I said, did you get any shots? Nah, didn't even get the camera out of the bag, boy. I was like, yeah. did you put on but your you wets? Know, no, I didn't put on my wets. I was like, oh my yeah. God. But you know what? I had the time of my life. 100%. I, we laughed and joked the whole way up and we just had some crack. We had more fun with our camera phones than we did our cameras. Honestly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would fully agree with it. And judging yeah. by some of the stories that I would have seen, uh, and we'll get to an interesting one in a moment when we get to tomorrow's uh, shoot. But I think, you know, some of the stories that were put up there as okay. well, I broke <laughs> my backside laughing because, look, you know, like that was in the afternoon and we still rained and it rained and it rained and we were feeling a small bit hungry. So we said we'd go down to mm. where? Port what? Port Ray? Oh, my God. Please don't remind me of this. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I'll keep it brief. Please okay? don't. I, I'll keep it brief. So we went nyum, to... Nyum, 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 nyum. <laughs> so let's put it this way. Like Dermot, like he said earlier on, when he's hell-bent on something, he didn't want to stop. So he's hell-bent on getting food. So were we, but he wanted Chinese. So we went to a place that had something of a remembrance to a Chinese. It has a name called Number One Noodle. Uh, you know, not a sponsor, Dad. Don't ever go there if you ever do go there, um, because they don't even have noodles on the menu. Um, but you know, Dermot asked for noodles, and the man said, "Yeah, we have rice." He said, no, if you got noodles, well, which noodles do you want? Do you want the thin ones, or do you want the thick ones, or the fat ones? He called them. No, uh, no, so... no, no. He said, uh, "I said, have you got noodles?" And he said, "Una noodle." And I thought oh, he said, yeah. "Noodle, noodle." And I went, well, "Noodle, noodle." Are <laughs> there skinny noodles? I was like. And he's like, noodle, noodle. 
And they were going, and then after every time the dude spoke, he'd make the sound. Yum, yum. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, yum, yum. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is going on here? Well, and, for, uh, for, oh. for me, Jeremy, there was two things about that. Number one, the food was absolutely diabolical. Uh, yeah. You know, and the, the level of service didn't even exist. You know, get your, get your cutlery. And I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. But there was a sign on the toilet. Oh. And can you remember what the sign said? Paddy, Paddy went down to the toilet and he came up and he's like, guys, you won't believe what it says. And he's like, you can only use the toilet if you pay for real, with real money, was it? You actually buy food. Oh, if you actually buy food with real money, yes. you can use the toilet. Yes. Yeah. Other <laughs> than that, insane. it was 50 pence to use the toilet. And when I saw that sign, I was like, oh, this might be something which is, you know, worthwhile. No. So, like yeah. I say, don't don't go there if you're ever there. Don't go to that 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 unfine establishment. Um, yeah. After that, you know, Belly's wondering why we had done what we'd done to them. We had a backup, uh, and we said we'd camp up to our location that we'd shoot for morning four, which is the absolutely incredible and I suppose worthy iconic area, which is the old mm. man's store, and. That to me was probably, you know, something that I had built up on. But at the same point, you know, I lived and breathed, but I hadn't <laughs> wanted to happen. Because look, you know, we packed up and I said, as you can see this from the side of the road and uh, we packed and I said, is that it up there? And everyone goes, yeah, he goes, oh, that's nothing, man. that's no bother. I should, I should be get that pretty straightforward. Because you'd built it up, said that's a pretty fair hike now, Darren. You know, I mean, like we got to get up early, we give ourselves some time. Got up the following morning, mind you, it was cold, it was windy. Yeah, right? yeah, it was very deceiving, like you know. Yeah, and so I decided to layer up. I had four layers on me, and I said I'd set off before the two Usain Bolts would come up behind me because you guys would uh, mm. hike fast. And I remember Dermot saying to me, "You kind of have to get up to it, but you kind of go ass around, you know, elbow to get up to it. So when you go up there." He, he tells me he says go right but i thought he said go left so i went off up and there's a pathway and i said i'm going left and all of a sudden i'm looking i can see the old man's store <laughs> and i'm thinking i'm going away from this man what's the story he goes yeah you kind of go up and you go back around and i can hear the voices in my head when he, when he was saying it to me i said okay this must be the way to go <laughs> it's dark by the way we started this at 10 to 5 in the morning and sunrise was at 6 gave ourselves plenty of time and around i don't know halfway up i was like Crikey, man, this is longer than I thought. I'm not going to be able to make this. And what I thought was a shortcut because I'd never been there before, right? So there's a pathway, mm, and then I see yeah. a shortcut. And I'm going, ah, that must make sense. There's a shortcut people take to go back to the main one. I went the long one, whatever. So I go through the shortcut. I go over a ridge. I can still see the pathway. I'm walking and walking, and the pathway is getting smaller and smaller, smaller and smaller. And all of a sudden, I go, there's no pathway. Oh, crikey, what have I done? Where am I going? And I said, okay, Asher, it's only just here. I'll go an extra 10 feet. And I went an extra 10 feet. And all of a sudden, my left leg went down as far as my knee into a Oh, bottom. my God. And it's in the darkness. And I've luckily, I had my two tripods, one for the video and one for my camera in my hand. Because without them, I probably wouldn't have gotten out of it because I was right down to my knee. Now, it, I, I won't lie to you, to use your phrase. I was absolutely gassed out of it by the time I managed to get myself out of the bog <laughs> because of the camera bag and everything on my back. And I've also got, don't forget, you know, four layers, including a waterproof jacket on. And then I yeah. had the arduous task of trying to retrace my steps to a pathway that I couldn't see that I'd walked past in the dark coming out of a bog. 
to try and find my way back. And thankfully, I found my way back, but it probably took yeah. me around 30 minutes off my journey. So by the time I got up to the area below the old manor store, it was just before sunrise, around five to six. Um, and I said, okay, Jesus, I looked and I see these steps that you've got to get up to this thing. And I'm like, oh, Christ, I'm wrecked here now. And I'm absolutely soaking wet from sweat. Yeah. My knees are after being destroyed in mud. I went, okay, I'm going to stay where I am. And I wondered where the hell these two guys are. And all of a sudden I hear, Paddy Murta, Paddy Murta, check it out. Oh my God, it's epic, Paddy, it's epic, it's epic. <laughs> And I'm looking up and I'm going, Jesus Christ, where are they? Right. So like, <laughs> at the one point, and maybe I'll let you tell it from there because you had gotten up and you were coming up behind me. And it was think yeah. you were thinking about when you were on the way up there. But yeah. then you went up and you got up to there. So talk a bit about that. Yeah. So like when we're heading up, like um, we were just kind of not taking a massive pace. We we're kind of like, ah, look, we'll catch up with Darren. Don't know if I can, we'll kind of jog on a bit, but not kill ourselves because like I've been up there before I've experienced that hike and it's, it's not an easy hike. I don't give a, don't give a damn how fit you are, how cool you think you are. It's, it's a tough climb. And I said it to you and you didn't believe me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, so we're hiking on and as I go, where the hell is Darren? I was like, do you know what? I'm so impressed with him. I was like, I cannot believe he's this far ahead of us. Jesus, I am not. I'm so proud of him now. Honestly, fair play to him. And then we're kept on hiking on, hiking on. I was like, something's not right. I says, he, he's no way is he this good or is he this fast? He's nearly 50. He is 50. <laughs> and then I was just like, man, what, what's going on? Maybe, I don't know. So I started getting worried. I was there going, uh, look, he, I'm sure he'll show up. He has to be somewhere. But then I was looking to my right and I seen the light. I says, Paddy, I says, we don't have much time. I says, we got we to gotta start hiking now. I says, look, let's strap up our boots down and start moving fast. So he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no bother. So we started pelting on strong anyway. And I just forgot about you then at that stage because I was held for leather. Yeah. I was there going, my shot is up here and it's going to be coming up quite soon. And I could see these certain gaps in the sky and as they're going hold on a second yeah these are when it's going to happen so as we're hiking up i'm saying to paddy murta i was like you're going to get your shot here at this time it's going to be, go away for a small bit but it's going to come back again so if you don't get it first time don't worry you'll have a second crack at this i was like but just look find your composition nice and fast and let's bang off a few shots and just as we got set up a big massive cloud of mist came in Mm-hmm. I was like, sugar, this isn't good. This isn't good. I was like, look, we'll wait it out. Look, something will happen. This happens all the time. It'll flow in, it'll flow out. Look, hopefully it'll come good for us. Lo and behold, it just kind of washed back over the kind of megalithic uh, kind of needle points on the, the old man's store. And the light just went bonkers mm-hmm. from where we are. It The sunrise lit up all the fog and the mist kind of these orange and purple kind of hues and it just it was just unbelievable i had another orgasmic moment just like the fairy pools the exact same feeling and i went off i was screaming and when you're up in the old man store it kind of echoes and rebounds off 50 million points so, like, if I said something, and I didn't realize at the time <laughs> that how far my voice traveled, 
and we'll get to this in a minute yeah you know and it just boom flew on down and like i didn't realize that you could actually hear me i thought maybe if you're 20 feet away you might hear me but i was like woohoo look at this patty this shot is unbelievable this is epic and patty's like oh my god this is unreal we started flying the drone everyone and i got him to stand up in this point here and then i went up we had the time of our lives but after we kind of got our kind of let's say another bucket shot I was thinking about you again. I did get worried. So I just rang you. I was like, Darren, are you okay, man? Are you alive? Whatever. And then you told us your story. And part of me felt bad for you. And then part of me thought it was the funniest thing. Your whole life. Yeah. I, I, come here. What are friends for? We poke fun at each other all the time. But first 100%. and foremost, make sure we're okay. We're all good. And then kind of like, you know, crack on, have the bit of laugh. Like, you know, but. Yeah, it was, it was amazing up there. It's definitely something everyone should experience. But if you do go there, definitely do the sunrise. I wouldn't go up any bit after sunrise because it just gets absolutely thronged for tourists. Yeah. Like we were shooting maybe an, uh, maybe an hour after sunrise, and yeah. that's when you start getting people in drones coming up, like, you know. Well, for, for, for me, there's two things. I mean, like you were screaming there at the top and I realized, okay, I'm not going to be able to get up to where they are. I realized how far yeah. you were. That light that hit, absolutely, you described it bang on. You know, you got a blush of light, they need a bit of cloud, then you just went bananas. And I was lucky because I had the camera set up. I was doing a time lapse from down below. Mm. And then I said, okay, I got to get up to the guys. And I could hear you the whole way up, the whole way up, the whole way up. <laughs> and again, with, with sound traveling, I was thinking, I already around the next corner, around the next corner. And there was two people that had got up before me and I got up to the top and I was kind of delirious, I suppose, at this point anyway. And I looked and I thought that there were those two guys with the two of you. And I'm like, what's the way up to you like? And they're looking at me and they're answering me. And I'm like, what's the way up to me like? And all I heard is, Ezekiel! Ezekiel! Oh, <laughs> and I thought, because the sound is bouncing, it was actually bouncing off one of the met metallic uh, spires that were there. And I looked yeah. around and I was like, where is it coming from? And I heard it again. And then it was an ongoing, it's, it's, I think, it's a, a, a Instagram. Everyone knows it. Instagram. It's a real or TikTok yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just turned around and I was like, what? And you show back down again, you know, and it was What's just, your name? Yeah. And for me, that, that to me, I went, you know what? That's one of the moments because the two guys who I was looking at thinking were ye, all of a sudden I'm shouting back up and they're hearing you shout back down, including a profanity. But the best thing about it was is that you'd given your phone to Paddy and Paddy was recording right. and you yeah. kind of said, record this. I think he's going to get it. And I got it straight away. And it was good. Yeah. It was good footage from that. Um, and by the time I managed to get up to the, to, to the top area, you would also record another piece of camera, which you put up on Instagram, which was plastic sheeting, RTE news, Sky. <laughs> and that again, to me, you know, just, it just shows the humor that we would have had. But the bigger one for yeah. me on that was, you say what's on traveling, you're up the top, you're shouting down to me, and I go, Dermot, you know you don't need to shout. What? What do you mean I don't need to shout? No, no, Dermot, you don't need to shout. And he's like, oh, yeah, I can actually hear him. He's only talking. <laughs> because, like, I was screaming at, literally screaming at you. Yes. As, and, like, you may as well have been three feet in front of me. But I didn't realize how much you traveled. I was there going, Watch out! The drone is coming through! You're like, Dermot, I'm just here, man. Chill out. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. But I think, again, you know, drone footage that you've gotten from there is going to be oh. 
some of the finest. And I mean, yourself and yeah. Patrick went up to an area as well to get some shots and you also got some drone shots as well on one of those mm. spikes that are on the way up to it. Yeah. Again, more pressure. You need to release this because it's going to be mm. absolutely phenomenal. I, I didn't even bring my drone because it was just additional weight for me to carry. It was bad enough yeah. carrying my own weight up there. So you need to rethink your gear because like we had this conversation over, it was after this day, like, like yeah. and just one second before I go on to this, the drone footage from Dolman's store is the best drone footage of the whole trip. There's yeah. no comparison. It was just, the ferry pools was okay. It wasn't great. It was okay drone footage, still very nice. But the best drone footage was Neast Point and the old man store for the whole trip. Yeah. So, yeah, you just got to wait. I'm sorry, but look, you'll get there. But coming back to your gear, right? So, like, I have bigger cameras, bigger lenses, and I don't understand how your bag is so much heavier. And I have a drone as well inside there. Mm-hmm. You know, you really need to rethink your gear and kind of like, like, I have put a lot of thought into my gear in my office now and what's on my back and not to bring the kitchen sink like we used to like we go up to the Cumberland mountains at 20 kilos in our back a tent and a bag of cans sorry no i'm not doing that anymore Mm -hmm. you know it's just Mm -hmm. it's insane so Mm -hmm. like i've really kind of reduced my gear footprint if that makes sense so like i've trimmed down my filters got mirrorless cameras got proper lenses that will carry me through to a certain degree that all i need is 15 to 35 and 7200 i don't need anything else i really don't you know they're the only two lenses you need uh for hiking then you have the drone and then have certain batteries and blah 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 blah. but even the bag i got is way better than the bags we used to have so like the low pro whistler the low pro powder like i have the shimoda now and it's beats the crap out of don't get me wrong low pro bags amazing they're very good at what to do but this shimoda bag not can't be touched yeah, but even even the bag that you have is lighter. But I think the bigger one for me was the tripod, um, which is the additional weight that you know it's to carry <coughs> in relation me. to that. Now the other side to that then as well as you know a funny story that came out of this is when we went back down after passing uh, everybody on the way down, we went back and said, okay, it's now time to finally try and dry out the clothes that, <laughs> that got soaked from the day before, and it was like as if we were here after moving in because we had everything draped off the vans trying to dry out from the bit of sunlight yeah. that we would have had. We'd stuff out all over the the, the 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 pavement in front of us as well. Anybody walking past, like they kind of go, look at that, Jesus! There's a camera bag, there's a drone, there's a tripod, there's a uh, clothing, yeah. there's shoes. Everything was just strewn, strewn Stop. everywhere. Do you know? Um, but I do, I do agree. I think, look, you know, the old man store for me was um, a, a phenomenal uh, spot. But after that, I was so excited. Then I suppose to kind of go to my first taste of seascape, which was a place mm. called Elgal. And again, you know, I, the, the beauty of me being in the passenger seat is that I could take in the views that we would have had on the way over to Elgal. And I think Elgal is a place that I, I want to go back. I want to go back to. I want to see it you know, in more rougher conditions. The only balls with it is, is that it's in the middle of absolutely nowhere. And it's yeah. a commitment to get there. But my goodness, man, what a spot. Like to even with, to have a seascape like that, but to have those mountains, those ominous mountains in the background, which I thought, by the way, were an island, but they're not. They're actually part of uh, Sky, of the mainland. There's a small island in between it, but those I mountains an island. No, those mountains are actually part of sky in the mainland and i think it's an area that i'd love to go explore further because there's no roads over to it at all uh so no, you can get a ferry over exactly 
But mm. I think that's somewhere where we should potentially look at uh, to, to go visit. That's do you know what we do? What? Do you know what we do? The next time we go over, when we go over in February 2024, we'll bring the jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> in February. I don't know about that. No, it could be heavy, heavy wind and heavy, heavy waves. Um, but look, yeah, I think uh, Elgal for me was, um, you know, something, like I said, I, I high expectations from it didn't fulfill the expectations but i think an honorable mention should go to somebody who we met over there which was steve uh which oh is, yeah trig yeah trig who kept calling me dave so i ended up calling him trig um yeah. but very very nice man very interesting man as well you know he's been cycling around the world for the last three years um it's on crazy. his own which is insane and you know he cycled to elgal and the thing about elgal is that there is nothing there i mean there's a pier there's a coffee shop and there's some boats and a school mm. and a school, which is quite interesting, a school that is on the beach, um, which is quite unusual as well in relation to that. But, you know, very interesting man. He managed to keep me company, I suppose, uh, over there. And that was the first time. And they always say people don't go to the Isle of Skye in the summertime. What are you going to the Isle of Skye? Are you going to be eaten alive by midges? That was the only time that we had midges there when we were in yeah. a, by the beach in Elgal and it was at sunset. Um, but I think that's somewhere that I'd like to go back to uh, in relation to that. And that then mm. was, you know, we said, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to camp up for the night. You treated us to an absolutely incredible steak dinner. Oh, yeah. Steve gave that's us a bottle of uh, um, whiskey Talisker. from Alaskar, which by the way, we forgot to mention because we did try and go visit that beach or yeah, that beach, but what a road that was, man. That's like, Oh, stop. That was insane, man. I thought our van, well, my van was yeah, may as well just throw it in the bin after it because it just got battered. Yeah, literally. It's the only way to describe it. Ripped to shreds from the roads. They were so bad. So, yeah, look, you know, Steve gave us a bottle of whiskey and, uh, yeah, we drank that whiskey and then we turned in for the end of day four. And we were there for mm. five days, so it was going to be our following final morning. But when we woke up again, it seemed to be the case. There was no major sunrises that we would have had. You know, overnight mm. it was uh, heavy rain, heavy winds, heavy clouds and stuff like that. So, we unfortunately decided that we'd take the the journey back. Yeah, but, but not not before we decided to stop off in one last place where some millions of flying teeth decided that they wanted to descend on us and give us one final kick in the ass to get us off Scotland. You remember the name that of that again? road? What's the name of it again? It's actually an interesting name for road. Believe it or not, this is true. It's called the James Bond Skyfall Road. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I imagine that's where they filmed Skyfall and one of the, one of, one of the things there. It's probably where another we name. That's where we went to. No, but I can't we went, remember where we went. Oh, where did we go to day five? We, we went back to Glencoe. And, um, oh, we, yeah, 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 yeah. And we got that waterfall that was there. And it was a nice waterfall, but you know, you got absolutely annihilated by uh, midges. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think for me, you know, it was kind of, that was it. It was kind of time to go. But I would have gladly spent more days there if we mm. had the time, because I think we were spoiled with the conditions that we had. I could, you couldn't write what we had there and all the yeah. things that we would have had. And I hope people listening to that even here now can kind of get a taste of what we're recanting in relation to it. It's a something I've, I, I, I said on the outro to my uh, my last video. I would Slang really recommend... Huh? Schlangfall. No, that's my outro. <laughs> um, I would really recommend people to take a photography dedicated trip. Oh, it's yeah. something where you improve every single time because repetition, but also do it with people because 
yes, we had great photos. Yes, you know, I've gotten great video footage and so have you. But just how we're recanting it here and the memories that it brings back and sharing it, you know, with you and sharing it with Paddy and sharing it with Steve and all the other people that we would have met. Even the guy you met the very final day that was driving that Kia Super Sports oh, car. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. These are all things that I would, you know, remember in relation to it. And it's something that uh, I would recommend for people to do. And I'm glad, you know, Dermot, that I managed to go with you. I have to say, you know, your planning was spot on. So those are so, long... So, what, what, can you repeat that again there? Those OG listeners of the podcast would know that I'd always take the piss out of Dermot because his planning wasn't in his locker. It is well and truly in his locker uh, now after this trip. And you did a phenomenal job of planning and the driving and the feeding and allowing me to be able to fall asleep at an instant as well. So yeah, for me... <laughs> Thanks for, uh, for for bringing us along in relation to it. Now, um, something, Dermot, that I, you know, we did it when we were over there and it's something I generally always do in a trip and I'd recommend people do it is kind of reflect back. And for me, I always look and say, what was my high point and what was my low point? For mm-hmm. me, um, you know, I think my low point actually was number three things probably. Uh, one was Elgal. I was a bit disappointed. We had no waves as a seascape photographer. I love to have waves. We had no waves, but I still managed to get a couple of nice shots out of it. Uh, yeah. num- number two was almost figuring, okay, is my life flashing before me here when I'm stuck in a bog at the base of the old man's store? Uh, or number three, as you mentioned a second ago, was the absolute annihilation from the midges that we got on the very, yeah. very last day. Um, but the, the highs, there's so many of them, you know, I mean, we've mentioned there a second ago uh, of the different things, but I think for me, uh, and I'd be interested to know yours, but for me, I think the high was when we first arrived onto Sky. Um, mm. And when we when we saw that bridge, and all of a sudden, I went, "This is going to be insane." The light that we had there was just beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. they're they're my high point and low point. What's yours? Yeah. So my high points, like I'm sure after you listen to this for an hour and sixteen minutes, you know, uh, I'm sure you know what it is. It's definitely the fairy pools and Old Man Store, um, and like the hiking. I love hiking. I love moving. So that's definitely one point where I love kind of exploring and then not just exploring in, in in an actual sense but exploring stuff and learning stuff about myself it always kind of helps you know to broaden my my mind broaden my horizon yeah but i think the low point was um definitely number one noodle was one was one of the low points yes. i have to say that was pretty pretty bad uh eileen dawn Castle was another low point for me. We didn't even talk about that. No, we didn't. There was no need to. No. It was. It was. It, it, it flopped. To be honest, you. and we actually revisited it from uh, a different yeah, vantage point, you know, on the way back. And it's look, we knew what was going to happen. It wasn't going to be great anyway. But yeah, it was just like those. I didn't do um, Elgal did disappoint me as well. Um, but I have gotten a nice shot at Elgal before. Um, but I would like another crack at it if, I've, if I'm being honest. So I guess we've unfinished business again. <laughs> I still think we both now have unfinished business. Yeah, because I want to go back there and try and get a bit of seascape photography. And I think, you know, there's a number of areas that we didn't get to, but we managed to tick all the boxes in reality of the mm. main areas. But I think, you know, when we go back, as we said, in um, February of 2024, I think it's going to be incredible because we're going to have hopefully residual uh, snow uh, on the mountains um, mm. and not on not on the roads. So it'd be easy to get around and hopefully we get some nice wintry light and wintry conditions as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, I mean, Dermot, we came back, you know, I think, how many kilometers did you do in the van? 
just shy of 2,200 kilometers. Wow. Wow. Mm. Would you do it all over again? In a heartbeat. Well, me too. And you know what? It's been mm. phenomenal kind of catching up with you, Dermot, in relation to your mm. thoughts in relation to it. I hope the people listening to as well get a flavor of what we experienced in relation to it um, because it was absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 100%. Uh, like yeah. it's it's just something like you said just allude to it again like do your photography trip but like go with the right people as well i would say as well like go to go with someone that you can relate to that's someone that you can bounce off with ideas and the same kind of humor or whatever you know um you know it's just that'll heighten your experience more than anything else so that's the one tip i would give go with like-minded people who are up for a bit of crack and don't be don't don't be too serious either. You know, enjoy yourself. <laughs> Let yourself go. Literally. You know, Eat Nutella uh, from a jar with a spoon on camera. Unless you, video, unless you video evidence of that, I do not believe it. <laughs> oh, I do. Episode one, Scotland Road Trip. Available <laughs> on my YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, Dermot, thanks very much, man. Great to have you back on the podcast, you know. Thank um, you, sir. Even as I say, only as a guest, I think, you know, you kind of slip back into it. It's been great to... You know, share these memories and hopefully, like I say, that you get your ass in gear now and you start releasing some of those videos. So we've built it up now. People can, you know, see what it's like. And even from my own one, you know, they find my finale will go out on Sunday of this week. Um, and okay. yeah, you can, you can, people have kind of got an insight into what to expect now. But my goodness, man, some incredible shots, some incredible video footage, some incredible memories. And uh, yeah, unfinished business, like you say, for both of us now. <laughs> Part three now. <laughs> yeah, part two for me. Part two. All right, so look, I'm going to wrap it up there. Thank you very much for everybody uh, for listening. Um, if you do enjoy the content, please give us a, a like or a share or talk to your friends about the Irish Photography Podcast so more people can learn in relation to how joyful and fun photography can be. So from me in Cork to you in Nimerick, I'll sign out how I always sign out, and you can probably try and copy me if you wish, but for me, slag the fall. Slag yeah. Cheers, buddy. See you, buddy. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. If you dig what you're hearing, why don't you jump over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a five-star rating, and don't forget to share with your friends. With all that done, we'll see you next week. And remember, keep shooting.